When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Here after the Patriots' loss to the Buffalo Bills, if your team tanked, you're probably ecstatic because the Patriots are once again in possession of one of the top draft picks. But if you were hoping to see a Patriots win before the new year, of course, will be a bit disappointed. Rough start for New England. We're going to go over all that. But first, I would like to introduce A to Z Sports' Sophie Weller returning to co-host the post-game show. Sophie, how are we doing today? What were your just initial thoughts on today's game? I got to, you know, first of all, you got to give credit to the defense. They truly stood out today, especially for a team that gave up four first-half turnovers. The defense kept them in that game in the first half. And the offense stepped it up in the second. There's no denying that Bailey Zappi and Kevin Harris, they all looked really good. But Mm -hmm. the defense deserves a lot of credit for the season. And I think it goes, Mm -hmm. it it slips under the radar because of the record. But they've Mm -hmm. kept in these games. Absolutely. And if you look at it, I mean, it's not like they're allowing a ton of points, especially when you look closer in the scoreboard, because you're going to see they only allowed two touchdowns because the Patriots offense allowed a touchdown. So kind of more of the same. But one thing that I was pretty surprised by was Bailey Zappi's performance. So I will say I got hammered on Twitter for saying that Zappi had a little bad luck on his second interception. I'm going to explain my thinking there real quick, because I actually thought that Zappi built on a strong performance from last week. And his turnovers, I thought, had more to do with the receivers kind of letting him down than really something he did wrong. So you look at the first play where he throws to Gesicki. That was pure bad luck. Like, that, there's no denying that. Like, is it a late read? Sure. But he gets popped up and then Ed Oliver makes a one-handed catch. Like, you can't really account for that sort of thing. But in his defense, Pharaoh Brown was his first read. He wasn't even looking at Zappi until Zappi had moved on in his progression. Again, late read, but still, your guy should be looking at you on a flat route. There's not a there's no reason for you to be like taking two or three steps before you turn around. Then the second interception. So you have, you know, it's a slanty throws to Devontae Parker that gets jumped. I thought it was a bad luck play because that's kind of a bang, bang, quick decision where he had two options on both sides of the field, but he liked his one-on-one matchup. There was no inside help. 
even Trent Green was saying, and Trent Green's a former quarterback, he was saying it was the correct read. Bailey even tried to look off the defender quickly before throwing. It was just that split second where he lets it go. Again, Devontae Parker wasn't even turned around to look for the ball. Rasul Douglas knew what was coming. I'm assuming that's just tape study because when you get Devontae Parker backside in that kind of situation, the Patriots are typically trying to hit him on a slant. So that was just a good play by the defender. I think it was too quick for Zappi to really pull that one down. Would have been an impressive play if he did, but it's not one where I'm saying like, Zappi, what do you do? And that's again, a bang, bang play. And then you had the interception where he targets Jalen Rager, who doesn't adjust based on the blitz. Even James White took to Twitter to say, that's on the receiver. That is not on Bailey Zappi. So, and then you also had the Farrell Brown turnover. So the turnover spree, I thought had a lot more to do with Zappi supporting cast than anything else. Then you have the fact that he was constantly harassed in the pocket, which gave him opportunities to show just how mobile and elusive he is in the pocket. We've seen flashes of it, you know, throughout his time and the performance has been up and down, but you see his pocket presence is way more impressive than what we saw from Mac. He even, he was making guys miss. He's extending plays, things that, you know, in Zappi's uh, performances last year, where I was saying like, he's, he's a backup, like strictly a backup. He is not better than Mac Jones. We're seeing a different type of zappy in these games. And then, you know, obviously, then you have, you know, the touchdown run, uh, all the plays he was able to extend, a lot of highlights. So from your perspective, how did Zappi perform? Because, you know, based on my little rant there, I actually thought he put together a solid performance that just isn't going to show up in the initial box score. No, I do think he had a solid game, and I think he's done pretty well in, in consideration for what he's had to come into. I mean, he doesn't have the receiver room that – he wanted you lose Kendrick Bourne. Now you've lost Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, Hunter Henry, all that you're losing your top targets all season. So in, in that case, I think he's done really well. What I will say about Bailey Zappi is that a lot of people, I think after the win over the Steelers, the win over the Broncos, they're kind of being like, okay, are they going to give him another chance as mm -hmm. a starter? I think, like I said, he's a great quarterback. But I, I think he's kind of proven that he's not the solution for this Patriots team. They need to mm -hmm. look for a quarterback in the draft. They can't, you know, go, you know, whether it's people saying Joe Alt or, you know, Marvin Harrison, it, it can't be. They need a quarterback and they need to, if they have, if they can maintain this top spot, they need to go for whether it's, because um, we think Caleb's now that the, uh, uh, the Bears have the top overall because of the Panthers. Um, they've mm -hmm. clinched that one. If they have two, three, they got to look, be looking at Drake May, J even Jaden Daniels, who's who I'm personally in favor of. So um, mm -hmm. all in all, Zappi's done a great job with what he was given. I just don't think he's the solution. I think that's very fair. We're going to get to the draft because the whole situation with the Patriots positioning, like before the show, we're trying to figure out, wait, where are they slated exactly? Because there were a few games that kind of tied into how it affects where the Patriots slid. They had the number two spot for a few minutes and then they actually slid a bit deeper. But again, we're going to get into that a bit later. We're going to talk about another second year Patriot who performed surprisingly well, although in limited touches. But first, going to send it over to our friends at FanDuel briefly. We'll be back. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads. You get your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston. 
and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Oh, oh. sneak preview. Ha <laughs> ha. That's, that's a tease. Let's keep you here. All right. But I mentioned another second year Patriot who had a pretty impressive performance, although I don't think he had a touch in the second half. I guess Belichick, you know, just channeled his inner Gronk. It was like he's got 69 yards on four touches. We cannot let him get another yard. This is too good. Uh, but Kevin Harris obviously had the big gain on the screen where he's a guy who I think even going back to college, like he had a big injury that I think took a lot of the juice out of his game. But you saw he's got more burst and speed than I think people expect since he's considered more of a power back. He did have the near fumble where either way, like he took a hand off the ball going down. You need better ball security than that. But even so, he did make a one-handed catch on an inaccurate throw, which I thought was pretty impressive until that fumble. And then obviously had a nice run where he had a bunch of guys at his feet and managed to jump over them. And then we can even throw Zeke Elliott into the mix because he had a couple of uh, carries on one of New England's late touchdown drives where it looked like he was going to get stopped in the backfield or at least, you know, get stopped well before where he ended up. And then on the second one of those carries, he wound up punching it in for a touchdown. Really impressive run. So what did you think about the Patriots? run game both from the running backs and also from the offensive line because Zeke still finished with fewer than three yards of pop for I think it's like the third week in a row yeah I mean I think they were saying this on the broadcast whereas the Bills offensive line has been consistent this whole season it's been the same offensive mm -hmm. line where I think it was on like the ninth cycle for the Patriots of a different line yeah. than I think they said that was a league high yep mm -hmm. yeah so it's you know for a run game to develop with nine different combinations on the offensive line I truly don't know how they do it because, mm -hmm. you know, the, it's the offensive line. I, I talked to the players earlier this year. It's it's so unique to every other position because it's like they have to work as one. They are one unit. It's mm -hmm. not you can't play individually. They have to work together. And mm -hmm. that takes time to develop. But they're getting new players thrown in each week. So that on in itself is really hard. But I think. Given that, the run game has been decent, <laughs> as you can say, <laughs> um, for, what, for their situation. And especially with uh, with Kevin Harris, when I spoke to him right after Ramondre was put on um, injured reserve, first, he's a fun guy to talk to. Well, he just laughs and giggles the whole time. I first got to say that. It's, it was so funny talking awesome. to him. But he was given a tough spot because he was he was elevated and signed to the 53-man roster because Ramondre is out for the season. And mm -hmm. so Patriots lose their top running back, and he had to fill the spot. So right there, mm -hmm. it's hard for him. But this was a real breakout game for him, and he's proving himself within these you know past few games to be like, you know, I might not be Ramondre, but I'm Kevin and Harris, and I deserve you know a chance to shine here. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, at least going into next season, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Zeke. I feel like he does want to come back because, you know, he likes Ramondre. It seems like he's a good fit in the system, but you really never know what the future holds. But even still, it's kind of nice knowing that you're going into next season with Ramondre and you're going in with Kevin Harris and you got two backs who, especially with Kevin Harris, even going back to last season when they played the Cardinals, like he did flash. It's not like this guy's coming in and not doing anything for you. He's been pretty consistently at least interesting at the bare minimum. Uh, but going back to the offensive line, I kind of touched on it when I was talking about Zappy and you mentioned all the turnover and everything. Uh, and then when I spoke to Cole Strange, I think it was a, a month or two ago when he was kind of in his slump, he was saying the same thing where like, 
when he missed time over the summer, he was saying, like, I don't want to make excuses. I'm not making excuses. But at the same time, it, the offensive line is unique where, you know, he gets a lot of crap for, you know, not being great against bull rushes, which I think is a bit, you know, overstated. But it was something where he was like, yeah, I added weight. And even still, like, you can't simulate a 300-pound man trying to drive you backwards. So, like, having that time and then the chemistry where I was saying, you know, when it comes to line games and things, you guys are having trouble with that. And it's you need to be next to people to understand how they react to things. And then, like you said, it's a unit where you don't have to think and there's not that split second of indecision. You understand what everybody's doing around you. This was a game where you had Vidarian Lowe at left tackle for reasons that we'll get to in a second. You had not only Antonio Moffey, but also Jake Andrews seeing his first action of the season at left guard. The right side of the line has been the only – obviously, David Andrews has been an iron man. He's played every offensive snap this season. And then City and Mike and Wenu have given you some pretty good solidity on the right side, helped blow open a lane on Zeke's touchdown, in fact. But – on the left side of that offensive line, we've got to address it because Bailey Zappi was under consistent fire. Again, the run game, the running backs really were able to compensate for some leaky blocking up there. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that Trent Brown was a healthy scratch today. Now, we know he's dealt with a bunch of injuries. He had an illness earlier in the week, but he was removed from the injury report on Friday and didn't play in this game. You came out with one of many insightful pieces. You've just been banging these out. There was another on Mike and Wendy and his future status. Seriously, check out Sophie's work. She has been on top of all the really good yeah. offensive news but can you give us some perspective into Trent Brown's situation because I mean this is he's a guy who was self-declared the best offensive player on the team but it's been pretty obvious especially last week that the effort just hasn't really been there yeah no I mean it's, it's definitely clear he's not giving it his all and I think it's a level of frustration from him uh just with the way he's been kind of handled by the organization uh first off you know you talked about that consistent pressure Regardless of how they feel, though, you can tell when Trent Brown's in the game. Um, you know, we, we're not there for all the on the off the field stuff, but when he's in that game, it's definitely better protection for the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And he is a good player, but his his effort levels, I think, in practice and even sometimes in the games have shown have been a lot lower this year because of the struggles. Um, so I think the frustration he's had all season, it started with one where um, he was very outspoken when Malik Cunningham first uh, was signed by the Ravens, where he posted mm -hmm. on social media basically saying, go where you're respected. Um, and so about a week later, I followed up with him on that. And he was just like, we all wanted Malik to get a chance. Um, you know, we, and he was just really frustrated because, like, he, he also had a good relationship with him. But they, he was a little angry that he kept calling it Malik's real position at quarterback. That's what we were saying too. <laughs> but but they were kept using him as a receiver. They didn't want to listen. So right. I think the frustration that was truly when that first like when we first were able to see and he really expressed that level of frustration with me when I spoke to him about that. Uh, this past week, I then spoke to him about free agency because after that piece went out, a lot of people started speculating on his free agency and wondering, you know, they're like, oh, he's out the door, he's not, you know, and all this stuff. So. I went up and I just asked him, basically, it sounds like he kind of does have a foot out the door mm -hmm. based on what he's told. He's, he said it, would be, it wouldn't be fair to himself. It would be a disservice to himself to not see what other opportunities are out there um, because he said the Patriots have had plenty of opportunities to get the deal done, to keep him, to mm -hmm. re-sign him. Um, and he was told that it would happen. 
if he put up a good season last year. And mm. and that never happened. And he was like, well, last year we didn't have an offensive coordinator. You know, there's all this stuff that happened. But still, they, it didn't get done when I was told it would get done. So mm. because of that, he's going to go explore what's out there and see, you know, all that. And just based off of that one part, it's like, I, I think there will be teams, you know, regardless of all the little things that come with him. I think there will be plenty of teams that will be interested because he's a quality tackle. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if they gave their word or, you know, there was some handshake agreement or something that they were going to try to get another deal done, that is disappointing. And you'd like to see consistency from the organization, but also at least from an outside perspective, it's understandable why they're kind of dragging their heels. And they even tried to give him more money. They tried to like find some kind of middle ground, whether I don't know how happy he was with what they came down with, but he had an opportunity to get more playing time. Obviously, that's not going to happen. He lost uh, the potential to get, I think it was like $6.2 million um, in playtime incentives because he's missed so much time due to injury. He's been a rotational player. And I don't even think it's a situation where you can argue that, oh, they're trying to keep the money and they don't want to pay him because he's also been giving up more pressure at a higher rate. And one the not just the effort, but also the execution hasn't been there to the level where you're saying, yes, we have to keep him in the game because again, the pressure has been there. The run blocking hasn't been consistent. So it just seems like a toxic relationship. And I think it's probably best for both sides if they just move on. But it also, you know, a lot of players want to test for agency and the Patriots usually aren't hesitant to let them do that because from their perspective, they want to understand what the market is saying about that player. And if, Somebody wants to overpay, they're more than happy to do that. And then there's also the chance that the player's market is way lower than they expected, and they kind of have to come back to New England being like, yeah, so what? What's the best you got? And then New England is in the driver's seat. They're very comfortable living in that place. But you also, if you want to briefly touch on it, I want to forward people to your work again. But as much as you want to disclose with your conversation with Mike and Wenu, because he was kind of singing a different tune, what's the status with him and how much he wants to come back to New England next season? Yeah, no. So Michael, anyway, I also spoke with him because um, there was something that stuck out to me about the trade deadline, which I believe it was reported by Mark Daniels that uh, from Mass Live that he was in the building that whole day because he was a potential trade candidate. And he stayed in that building all day to make sure, you know, if I was traded, they had to tell me to my face. I didn't yep. want to have a call about that. it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, I mean, that's incredible. Yep. Um, and he's, he's just a good guy. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta have so much respect for that move. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of, that thought was going on over and over again in my head and it made me think like, so how does he feel about staying next season? Mm -hmm. And his whole mindset is I want to stay with the team that gave me a chance. Awesome. Based on what I heard That's from awesome. Michael, Wano, he wants to be with the Patriots regardless. I asked him, you know, we don't know what's going to go on with the coaching situation. You know, it could have a whole different look to it next year. But in my opinion, the Patriots need to make it a top priority to bring mm -hmm. this guy back. It is there. He told me there's mutual interest from both sides and this needs to get done because he has, he's a, he's so versatile on that offensive line from switching. You know, he was tackle his rookie year, went to guard and now back a tackle. Like they need him and mm -hmm. he's been good where he's at. So, Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, there's few players that are more deserving. You talk about like he's other than the injury. Obviously, he had ankle surgery, but he's been remarkably healthy for them. Been very steady. And he, he also mentioned, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, how when he looked around, he, Trent and David Andrews were the only veterans 
who are really among like, you know, James Ferentz technically, but he's also basically a coach if we're being totally honest. So he was like, yeah, we're kind of the only veterans left in the room. And he realized he had to take a step up. And that's the kind of thing you want to hear from a player who's on the brink of potentially resigning. So Mike and Wenu, I think he's more than deserved to be a priority extension candidate more than any of their free agents. So hoping they can get that deal done. We're also going to talk about the defense a little bit more because we cannot ignore the excellent effort that they put forth. Obviously couldn't get the ball back on the last possession, which is an anomaly for them. Usually you see them make that stop, but I mean, this is still a very talented Bills offense. And the Bills, if we're being totally honest, did them a lot of favors. Josh Allen was not on his A game today. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. But first, a quick word from our friends at SeatGeek. We will be back. I've been looking for the best deal on Celtics tickets, and with over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports festivals, and more. With the NFL, NBA, and NHL seasons of full swing, you don't want to miss out. SeatGeek has your tickets to every game, plus artists like Travis Scott are on tour. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you're getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of 1 to 10, so look for the green dots. Green means good and red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. So as you know, I always come through for you guys. You can use my code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you check the link in the description to download the app. All right, so let's talk defense because they were the only reason this game didn't turn into a blowout in the first quarter. You have the first play from scrimmage for the Bills offense. Dietrich Wise gets a sack. Then you got Alex Austin making a great play where I honestly think he initially made a mistake because it was a concept where the Bills are running a post and a wheel. Typically, you'd like to see the outside corner in that position. You want to see him squeeze the post but still have enough position where he can get back on the, on the wheel. I'm not sure what his rules were, so I'm not trying to be hypercritical. But the most important part is that he did a great job making a speed turn getting his eyes on the ball, then coming down with the interception. For the most part, the Patriots also did a really good job keeping Josh Allen contained. He did have some plays with his legs. Obviously, had the scramble conversion. I think it was Dawson Knox when Josh Uche fell off him in coverage. But for the most part, when you talk about Josh Allen and all the things he can do for you, again, in fairness, Josh Allen had several inaccurate passes and other big play opportunities he didn't capitalize on. But still, the defense hung in there. You also had the video, I think Mike Reese uploaded, of Jelani Tavai literally limping out of the tunnel poor guy got hurt left the game came back a play later just the amount of effort we've seen from this defense is spectacular I it stinks that they don't have more to show for it it really does but from your perspective just give me your thoughts on this defensive performance because yet again I thought these guys were really impressive and showed a ton of resiliency yeah I mean Jelani Tavai is a huge name that isn't getting enough credit this season he has been involved in so many crucial turnovers and he works he works so hard when he's on that field like you know he's there and he's rick, rick he's causing havoc like any everything he does <laughs> is just like you know get me that ball for my team um mm -hmm. christian barmore last week with the three sack performance yeah another one who was just all over russell wilson those are just two names off the top of my head in recent weeks that have been really great. Um, but what I thought was awesome to see is the younger guys now getting really involved in how 
mm-hmm. solid defenses. I mean, you had Marte Mapu recently, but today was Alex Austin who gets his first pick. Mm-hmm. And again, the team that drafted him, but then released yeah, him. Yeah, yep. Um, and, you know, I'm sure his uncle's William McGinnis, so I'm sure he's going to be calling him up with some nice words after that one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just really great to see that. It's, it's you know, you talk about a unit. That mm-hmm. whole defense is a unit. They work so well together, and they just – it, this this season would look a heck of a lot worse if it weren't for Absolutely. And, then you, and you mentioned Christian Barmore. He was quiet in the pass rush department. I don't think he had a sack or a hit, but he did have six tackles. So it's not like he didn't do anything. He had Anthony Jennings. How many stuffs did he have? He was recorded with one tackle for loss, but he had several disruptive moments that got the Bills behind the chains. I'm just trying to make sure I don't forget anybody, so I'm going to refer to my cheat sheet really quickly. Don't think I am. That was about it. Yeah. And then uh, special teams, you know, defense, special teams kind of get lumped in the same thing. Opening kickoff. Beautiful. I think that was really one of the most well-executed plays the Patriots have had all season. Excellent blocking. Jalen Rager even makes two people miss on top of that. And then they open up with a kick return touchdown, just like the Bills did when they kicked the Patriots out of the playoffs last year. And I was saying, it's pretty incredible that the Bills have kicked New England out of the playoffs in 2021 in the wild card. And then last season, the last uh, game of the season, I feel like I just had deja vu listening to myself, but they kicked them out by beating them and eliminating the Patriots from playoff contention. This year, you have two of the best defensive performances they've had against Josh Allen and the Bills offense since like his first couple of seasons. And of course it's in a lost year. Uh, But once again, tip of the cap to the Patriots defense for hanging in there and keeping things competitive. Now, for the moment everyone's been waiting for. What the hell is going on with the draft seating? So, draft seating, draft order. All right, so I'm going to pull up Tankathon real quick. I think the website might have crashed for a minute because I couldn't pull it up for a while. I think everyone was just racing to the website to see what was going on. So we're going to throw this up on the screen right now. All right, so the Patriots entered today with the fourth pick. They had the tiebreaker with the Commanders and the Cardinals, I believe, were at the number two spot. But with the Eagles and Giants both lose, the Giants, I believe they won today. Let me double check. Uh, I think, let me see. Uh, Giants, super unprofessional. They lost today. So with the Giants loss and then the, the, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. So yipped up. The Giants loss and the Eagles loss, um, it actually moved the Commanders up with strength of schedule. So they actually jumped over the Patriots, but the Cardinals with their win got bumped down to the fourth pick. So the Patriots are currently have the third pick. And going through the scenarios, um, so the games to look out for in the 4 o'clock window that could potentially affect the seedings. The Seahawks beating the Steelers, the Broncos beating the Chargers, and the Bengals beating the Chiefs would be advantageous for the Patriots. Once again, so just give me your thoughts on the Patriots, their draft positioning, whether you think it's possible that they could actually lose to the Jets considering everything that's going on. I do believe that they should be locked into a top five pick. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, But again, do you think that, hey, if Bailey Zappi puts on just a lights-out performance and the Jets' defense is trying their best, but he just overwhelms them, are we still locked into a quarterback, or would you possibly consider something else just for argument's sake? So first off, before I answer your question, I found something that I think will help clear up the strength of schedule. Um, Thank you, because I'm so confused. <laughs> so actually, Tankathon, what was it? Eight, nine minutes ago, posted this. So the strength of schedule mm. at the moment, the commanders, because on, on the website, I think it both ha- it has them at 0.515. Mm-hmm. We have five decimal spaces on this on their tweet. So the commanders are at 
0.51481. Okay. The Patriots are at 0.51493. Sheesh. Oh, my God. That is how close it is, and that is why the Commanders (laughs) hold that slight edge right now over the Patriots. Uh, just to just to help out with that a little bit, because I was just as confused, but I saw that just pop up and I was like, got to share. Um, but no, in terms of what they have to do, even if they pull out a win over the Jets, it's a quarterback. You need to find yep, a guy for the franchise. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I think the way to go is to even if it regardless of, it, you know, with Bill or not, that's going to be a huge factor. But mm-hmm. even if it's Bill back, I think at this point. He can't even deny this team needs a quarterback. Yeah. And more than just a quarterback, I think it's one of those superhuman quarterbacks like a Caleb, like a Drake, like a Jaden Daniels. Cause I really do think Zappy has shown you some really good stuff. And that's considering he has had just a very poor supporting cast. And we're putting it lightly. Like we mentioned, no Hunter Henry, no Juju didn't have Devontae Parker in the second half because he left with a rib injury, decimated offensive line, no Ramondre Stevenson. And he was still fighting and looked really good in that game. So I want to give Zappi his flowers. I think he deserves them. But at the same time, I think you're in a better position if, you know, even if Zappi turns out to be better than you ever could have hoped for. That way you have insurance where you have a quarterback competition where you have Bailey Zappi, the incumbent who had a strong finish to this season. And then you got the young guy who's on a rookie deal. If Zappi doesn't end up being the guy, you at least have that insurance. And you can say, all right, we at least know that Zappi is an above average or potentially very high quality backup for us. Who's a young guy who's going to be cheap. Whatever they do with Mac Jones, who knows, honestly, maybe they try to keep him, raise his stock through training camp and then trade him after the preseason. We have no idea. But I do agree with you. I think they need to get that quarterback because worst case scenario, having two really good startable quarterbacks is not the worst thing in the world in the NFL, especially considering all the attrition that we've seen this season. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us again. You are the best. Please let the people know where they can find you and plug anything that you have had coming out because I feel like it's just been a deluge of amazing content (laughs) coming from your account uh, the past few weeks. Thank you very much. Um, I just, I'm, I've been getting lucky. Somehow the offensive line, I guess, likes to talk to me. Because um, you're talented. <laughs> so humble. Thank you. Um, but uh, I'm on A to Z. You can find me also on Twitter. It's Sophie Weller, my name down there, but it's with two E's and R's and two R's at the end. Because <laughs> Sophie Weller with one E and one R was taken already um, when I made my account. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have, um, you know, I'm working on a little bit of a free agency project right now where I've interviewed a few of the other players and I'm going to put out some some other stories on where their heads are at entering free agency and have a kind of big thing at the end with some of the top guys. So that's that's kind of where I'm working right now. Awesome. Everybody, keep your eyes peeled. Seriously, Sophie's been killing it. She's very humble, but she really is one of the best we have on the beat. Very lucky to work with her. Thank you all for tuning in. If you're Team Tank, I hope today ends well for you. Honestly, everybody, because the Patriots lost. We already know that. We're looking for draft positioning at this point. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. 